episode 10 of Talking Out Loud. We made it. We did it. I say we because you're as much a part of this as I am. So um, I can only say thanks. I can only say thanks, merci, donde vas, gracias, obrigado. The list goes on. Um, but no, honestly, thank you uh, for tuning into this one. Hope you had a good uh, couple of weeks. Obviously, World Cup fever. It's coming home. Didn't realise it was, but it feels like it might be now. Um, certainly after that one little loss to Belgium, they do have better subs than we do. That's what we found out in that game. Um, but it does feel like it's coming home, so time will tell. We have got plans for a World Cup special podcast, so do stay tuned on that one. We will let you know the, the details. Elsewhere at Banquet Bear, we had our first unofficial camping trip. Unfortunately, due to budgetary pressures, um, it was quite a small event this year, just the two of us. But we'll be looking to roll this out and really uh, start to ramp it up over the coming years. But as ever, I digress. So, back to the pod. And boy, oh boy, what a podcast we have for you. This one was recorded back in Kathmandu, in Nepal. Recorded live from Hole in the Wall Bar. Massive shout out to those guys. Great, great little spot. Great little watering hole right in the center of the city. Um, do give it a Google. Great owners, great ambiance. Get to Hole in the Wall should you find yourself in that part of Nepal. And this is the spot where I bump it into a gentleman in the murder police. 20 years in Scotland Yard and my lord does he have some tales. From cases involving dismembered bodies through to his first experience with a dead body that's a beauty and then finishing off with a nice touch of gang related crime and a pretty harrowing tale from that one this though a great insight into the mind of a police detective I really hope you like this one I really want to get this man back on the pod so um, we'll try and make that happen in the coming months as ever though please just reach out get in touch I really hope you enjoy it if you do let me know Share that love, share that loving feeling. But without further ado, I'd like to introduce Luther, a.k.a. Ali. Enjoy. What to do in Kathmandu? Turns out, go to the pub. So I'm here in Kathmandu with three, six people currently. Maybe two more will join. Uh, and today we've got a detective story. So uh, we'll go around the room real quick, introduce everyone. Um, maybe just your name and what the fuck you're doing in Kathmandu. Uh, the name's Colton, uh, just in Kathmandu. Showed up to Nepal for trekking and now I'm just chilling out. Nice, man. Whereabouts are you from? Minnesota in the Minnesota, States. In the yeah. USA. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. place. It is. Nice. Cold this time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good man, sir. Uh, I'm Stuart from uh, England, Cheshire. Cheshire. And uh, doing a bit of trekking. Nice, man. Yeah. United or City? Pardon? United. United. <coughs> Good man. Always. always. Yeah, 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 he's, yeah, not, yeah. he's not from Manchester, is he? Well, well true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm a United fan. I'm from Nottingham, so. <laughs> I'm not a United fan. Yeah, yeah, exactly, mate. <laughs> so I'm not going to argue about that. Go for it, man. Uh, Steve from a little town called Lymington on the south coast of England. Um, and I am in Kathmandu. For well, was for trekking. Now ready to ready to leave and 
go somewhere sunny and warm. Hello, excellent, man. Where to? Uh, Malaysia. Malaysia tomorrow. Excellent. For how long? Who knows? One way ticket. Ah, good man. Two, three weeks, I don't know. Professional travel. Depends on whether I like it or not. Yeah, good on you, sir. Not yet, nearly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. See me in 12 to 18 months' time. Yeah, yeah. Fair play, man. That's cool. And we've met Mary already, but Mary, you want to say a few words? Hello, I'm Mary from uh, America, California. And I'm just kicking rocks in Kathmandu. So you're on the Shiva podcast as well. So people already know. I have a salary now. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss it later. We'll talk contracts <laughs> at a later date. Uh, and the star of this podcast, we could say. So, uh, my name's Ali. I'm from uh, London. I'm a detective on the Homicide Command, Scotland Yard. Um, excellent. What more can we say? It, what more can you say? Uh, uh, yeah, so I've. Oh, yeah, that's a good oh, so, I'm more. I'm more of a rugby man. If you push me on football. I'm an Arsenal fan. Oh, I'm an Arsenal so fan. All the Tottenham so fans have left this like, podcast just, just, just gone. That's at least five people have walked out the door. <laughs> five people. Who's your rugby team? Rugby team is Saracens. Ah, naturally. Yeah, yeah, Saracens. good team. Saracens. Oh, what, right now? Oh, interesting. Bit of both. Not, you, know, you can go and have a, uh, a drink at a Saracens game and still drink with a Harlequins fan. So it's very true. You're not yeah, going to yeah, get yeah. stabbed in the face. That's the <laughs> beautiful thing about rugby. You're sitting in the wrong bar. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I think the idea of this one is just to pick your brains, maybe get a couple of cool little stories, or maybe not cool, yeah. maybe oh, gruesome. Pretty gruesome. And, and grim stories about so being in content. the murder police of Scotland Yard. Yeah, so... Where do you want to start? I don't know really, so a lot, a lot of people um, don't really know how you become a detective in the UK. I don't know if you got, you're from the UK. I don't know if you do, so I, I joined the police when I was 19 years old, um, uniform officer, tit hat that everybody sort of associates with the UK police, um, but after a year I decided I didn't want to be a sheep because well, they, do, they do a really good job, but they are the ones which just go and stand on the door and have no idea why they're standing on the door. Did you get an experience like that then? Did you, did you we, get told by detectives when you were doing that job? Like yeah, that? everybody. When you, when you join, you just literally get told what to do. You, you come in in the morning, you have a parade, you have a briefing, and then they say, right, you, uh, your job is this, your job is that, your job is this, and then you you can stand on that crime scene until we believe you. That's it. You don't get asked any questions, you have no idea why you're standing there. You could be there for like a double shift, 16 hours standing on a crime scene and you actually have no idea what's going on. Um, but normally the people which turn up who give you any kind of sight into a job are the detectives because they're the ones investigating it and they're just saying you're doing a good job and then they'll go in and, you, and you're trying to peer in to see what's going on, get a feel for it and they just shut the door behind you and have got no idea. So I thought I've got to be the detective. I do not... I want to know what's going on, Excellent. and that's it. So it takes about five years, give or take. Go. Do you watch Broadchurch? I don't watch. Do you watch Broadchurch? Was the question. Yeah. No. The answer is no. Okay, I just watched. I was on Netflix. And I just watched the last series three, and it's yeah, it's uh, very much a who done it 
detect the two detectives are very much in control. Everyone else is like, well, what's going on? But the two detectives are just on, on it. it. Yeah, and, you, and you've seen Which is true. And I just there, right? was curious <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah. what you were describing just was like Broadchurch, yeah. the ITV program. Yeah, I know, I know it. I don't watch it. So what what your findings if you meet? And there's very very few murder squad detectives in the whole country. Like in, when I say country, the whole of the UK, very few specialised detectives. And we generally don't watch any of the crime programs because. It frustrates the fuck out of us because it's like that wouldn't happen, or what the fuck are you doing? Or like it's him, it's so obvious, and you just can't watch it without getting angry. You can't. You're like ah, oh! so you can't. You can't watch it, and uh, you just can't do it. But. That's but it sounds really good. fun. I want to watch is, a detective show with you. you. Just, just watch one and you're like, how old are you? Thirty-eight. Oh, so many names. Yeah, that is. Jesus. <laughs> I know. I'm 26. What the fuck? I, know, he's, I, I thought he was older. I thought he was older. I was fucking booming. This guy. So, yeah. So I joined when I was 19, and then after, so when I was 20, I, I sort of embarked on the whole detective pilgrimage. It's like you, 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 choo- you choose where you want to go. So, you join the job. And you have to do a two-year probation in uniform. And I knew after about two or three months, I've got to go down the detective path because if you've got any kind of anything about you where you can't let things go, you want to know everything that's going on, you have to go detective route. If you're just more than happy turning up, getting paid, getting told what to do... (coughs) and you stay as a uniform officer. Yeah, okay. Obviously, to all the uniform officers out there, you do a great job. Yeah, but they're needed. They're very much But you're still sheep. <laughs> so, we'll get a uniform police officer in a later yeah, podcast. Yeah, you get one in there. You get one in there. You see, you're going to be angry. Yeah, and I mean, he'll do a great job. <laughs> of course. But yeah, he'll yeah. tell you what somebody else told him to do. Cool. All right, all right. Uh, yeah, no, I can see it. I can see so, it. So, to a certain extent. To a certain extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, is it? Important stuff. Less important stuff. There's probably a yeah yeah yeah. And there's yeah. probably a ladder of what's important. How important is it? And yeah yeah. Probably where you where you come in is probably higher yeah, on the importance yeah. level. You know you you. Yeah, yeah. But the pay is the same. Yeah, this is the crazy thing. So in America, in America, the detectives are on a much bigger salary. They're seen as a, a rank above the, the uniform officers. Um, because they've been through what we've gone through, you've done criminal law exams, you've done various um, courses, you have more responsibility, you have a lot more court responsibility, you work a lot more hours. In the UK, they, for whatever reason it may be, um, they don't differentiate between the two. So I do an obscene amount more and have a lot more responsibility than uniform officer and my length of service I get paid the penny the same yeah it is it's like crazy so a uniform officer doing you know there's varying roles if you take it as a basic uniform officer who has the same level of service as me they could come into work 
they could sit in the station office, they could take a report of my cat's been stolen or my, yeah, you know, this yeah, and yeah. the other, and, and then go home after eight hours and, and they get paid exactly the same penny as me. They just, that seems and funny. There's, it does, it just seems no a little bit, in a way, which is strange. Uh, you yeah. have more interesting stories. You get more stories, so, I guess, yeah, very true. Very so, true. You, so, so you start off as a uniform officer, as I say, and you, you get the choice, you can make a... You can choose your own path. You can decide. You can go off to TSG, which is like Territorial Support Group, which are like the big dudes who drive around in the in the trucks and they go to all like the the violent crimes or they go to all of the uh, public disorder, where they just go in and smash everyone up and take everyone in who they need. Or the Firearms Command, who do with all the firearms things, dog units who go and deal with all of the the different dog crime or chasing baddies okay. or you go down the detective route which um, as I say it takes like five years, five years give or take okay. to get there yeah. and then once you're once you're in that uh, detective environment you're dealing with what's classed as local borough excuse me um, crimes so you'll be looking at GBHs you'll be looking at you'll be looking at robberies you'll be looking at sexual assaults you'll be looking at drug dealing so you'll be looking at stuff like that which to most people is serious stuff but in terms of levels of crime it then steps up to the the area I'm in is called SCD which is Specialist Crime Directorate Okay. so everyone was probably heard of CID yeah. you have CID and then you have the next level up is SCD okay so CID is criminal investigation department SCD is specialist okay, okay. crime department and that's things like uh, kidnap okay. murder terrorism you know those kind of that's so that's nice. where I am. So I'm okay. within the the murder investigation department. Okay, man. All right. Jeez. Yeah, that's, that, that's great. That's great. I've got a mate who is uh, in. I think he works. I think he's in one year now in the Metropolitan Police. I think now he's moving back up to Nottinghamshire. I think for the Nottinghamshire Police. But yeah, yeah. I think I'm not sure. I think he's a bit disillusioned from what he found after that one year. Like he said, like you did, where he's walking the beat and stuff. But yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting. But it's good to know that that's the route you take to get to be that. Uh, yeah, it's level. uniform, detective, CID, S, SCD. And what, when did you get to that level? How many uh, years? All the way up to 12 years ago. Okay. Yeah, right, yeah. okay. So, Excellent. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's good. But then, yeah, so now I'm on the. Um, well, I'm on the homicide command, so serious crime and murder. And that's okay. it. So you've got to be good. At knowing when people are lying to you. Yeah. Yeah, that's a judge of character, a good judge of character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so well, I should leave the room right now. <laughs> You've not said a word yet. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> You're okay. You're okay. It's not. It's not necessarily when people are lying to you. It's just quite. It's all comes down to body language and the whole environment that you're in and the. When, when things don't add up. Yeah. Yeah. People say things and then you listen maybe to conversations that people tell you over a couple of weeks. Yeah. Hang on. It doesn't even have to be over a couple of weeks. And I I give over a couple of weeks, a couple of hours, a couple of days. Or minutes. Yeah, yeah, minutes, minutes. Yeah. People say things. I'll give you an example. If they're not being honest. I give you a huge example. So we dealt with 
uh, a murder, probably about, I can't even remember now, it's maybe like eight or nine years ago, and uh, I wouldn't tell you who it was, but it was a famous person, she was a, a TV celebrity. Oh, is that the woman from EastEnders? Might have been. And... More than a head. More than a head. A head washed up? No. No, no, no. So, but yeah, that person. So, basically, um, it was in in London, in a lock, Camden Locks, if you know Camden. Mm -hmm. Uh, and a, it, it was uh, a little Mr. and Mrs. Miggins, they were in their barge and they were going down Camden Locks uh, and they were opening up a lock and a suitcase was floating around in the lock. The suitcase hit their barge and the suitcase popped open and out of the suitcase floated a torso. Now, Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Miggins thought, oh, it's a mannequin. So on a on a barge, every barge has a, a barge pole, which has got a hook on it. And that's to basically hook things in or pull yourself to the edge. So Mr. and Mrs. Miggins, they went, oh, I wonder what it is. So they chucked out their barge pole and they hooked it and they pulled it in. As they pulled it in, this torso, they realized it wasn't a mannequin. It was a human body. It had no head, no arms, and no legs. Shit. And everything was hanging out at the top of the neck, and everything was hanging out at the lower limbs, and everything was hanging out at the arms. Oh. And they were like, and it was fully the uh, like skeleton or no, 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 it, it was, was flesh and everything. Tits, tits, body, but nothing so it else. It was like a, so a fresh cold. body. Yeah. It was flesh body, yeah. It was fresh. It's so cold in the river that it. Oh, it was quite. It was fresh as well. It was recent. Okay, so they okay. called. They called the police. Yeah. So obviously yeah. all the uniform officers go down. The uniform officers go down, and there, floating, bobbing around in the water, is this torso. Um, they know that it's a human. Yeah. It's not their job to investigate it. So they put in a crime scene, and they call the murder team. So we were the murder team at the time. So we do an on-call basis. We do it at the rotor. And so we go down. So we're not knowing, we don't know anything. We don't know what to expect. We don't know anything. We turn up, we come to the crime scene, and there is this body in the lock. Literally just the body, no legs. So it had gone from across the top of the hips, it had gone from the arms, and it had gone across like the clavicles, like the collarbones there. There was nothing. So it was just the human middle part, no, totally naked. So the crime scene's done. So one of the first things that you do is you check on the database, you see if anybody's been reported missing. Very first thing. And on the actual torso was uh, certain marks. So those marks are identifiable. So on the missing persons report, you go to the identifiable marks, and these are their very marks. Matched. Like birthmarks, tattoos, kind of Birthmarks, tattoos, scars, anything yeah. which is specific on a certain place in the body. So, on the missing persons record, there was a match to the specific mark that was on this torso. So, you then look, then you think, right, okay, who reported that is missing? 
And that's your very first point of call. So, the person you reported that missing, this is where I'm going to come to. Because you, you've seen it, it's all on the media. Yeah, I've done it. So, hold it, hold it. So, so we're like, oh, right, okay. So, the last person who reported that missing was the brother. <coughs> we don't know anything at this point. All we're there to do is fact find. We're there to like get to the bottom, find the truth, see what actually happened. But also, one of our primary roles is giving a death message. So, this is a human body, belongs to somebody, they've got loved ones, family, relatives. So, you need to let people know as soon as you can that you found them. Although it's a horrific job because nobody ever wants to give yeah. that message. You have to be that guy? You have to be that guy. Yeah. Wow, so that's, so another, that's another thing. So at this stage you don't know that it is actually them because all you've got is an identifiable mark. So you go around to the house, knock on the door, door opens, oh, hello Mr. whatever you're called. Um, I understand that you reported your sister is missing six days ago. And he's like, yeah. Stone face. No emotion. Yeah. And, like, um, and yeah, and you're like, yeah, and you're like, um, okay, so we, we think based on what you've reported, that we think we may have found your sister. But not saying anything at this point. And he's like, oh. No reaction. No reaction. And me and my friend are looking at each other. My friend is like my like seat, like my next in command. Yeah. And we're looking at each other. And we do this a lot. And we're like, already, my I'm a body senses. My spine That's why. Like, that's why you go straight to the house. You yeah. don't call them. You want yeah. to. Yeah. We were seeing everything's face to face. It's like when you look someone in the eye, you know. And that's it. Yeah. So you're like, okay. So unfortunately, we found who we believe to be your sister. But we need to prove that it's received from DNA. So in these sort of circumstances, you'll take something from them, like you'll take a hairbrush or you'll take some form of thing only used by them, which is going to have their DNA on it. That gets submitted to the lab, and at the lab they'll take a DNA sample, and then they'll compare DNA sample from the body to the hairbrush or whatever it may be. Yeah. For you to be able to say. The hairbrush that only your sister's ever used matches the DNA from the torso that we found. So DNA says that is your sister, even though no head, no arms, no legs. And how long does that take? Uh, that we can that can be done in the same day. Just turn this down a bit. Keep going, keep going. So so we've gone there and we're doing all of this and um, so he's coming back with no real no emotion and it's really like he wasn't even trying no he was but he was there was just no emotion like not a flicker and it was it was just a bit peculiar and then he at the times he reported her missing a few days previously I can't remember exactly how many and he had given a statement as to when he'd last seen her etc so we got this statement and we read the statement and it didn't really make much sense to us and it was strange as memory as memory calls and um everything he was saying just didn't quite match up the house was in perfect condition and 
was just like, this is just not right. Yeah. And so we suspected him of probably being involved in it somehow, but we didn't know how. And yeah, he, um, his other family came over and we were still talking to them. They were re- reacting in a way that you'd expect them to react. They were hysterical. They were like snot, yeah, yeah, yeah. tears, inconsolable. Oh, they, yeah. you know, everything was bad. And he was just... Hell, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like what? Sorry, I don't know. Who was you on that? Brother. Brother. Yeah. So the brother. So he came in. We brought him in. Suspicion. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he was at, at no point did he ever have any real like emotion or he was scared. It wasn't. Nothing was a shock to him. And we were like, this is really, really quite odd. And, and the long and short of it, based on what you said, you kind of know a split second if someone's holding for you. It, he got convicted. The brother was convicted of her murder. And he basically, there'd been an argument of some sort. Stabbed her. He, she, she died. He'd, he'd been on the gear. He'd been smoking gear. And he basically... Is that weird? Yeah. Sorry, I'm yeah, weird. He basically chopped her head off. This is his sister. Just so, let's not, his sister, he, he chopped her head off across the collarbone, like that. He chopped her arms off. Um, so he basically, instead of like cutting through the arms. Yeah. He cut out the joint. No, he cut all the muscle all the way around like that. So he could like, this the joint. Yeah. yeah, so he could just like, pull the shoulders out. Did that to both arms, pulled the shoulders off. His own sister. And then... And so then, was this guy a maniac then, or is it, it was yeah, just... No, he'd never had any previous, never been in trouble, but he was a stoner. He was he was like off his face on gear. And then he cut her literally across and the top of the And they say weed is the peaceful drug. I think it had been something else besides weed. <laughs> yeah, that's so yeah, weird. No, I don't know what yeah, kind of gear weird. they have in England. Oh, and then he cut her legs off across the top it of the... So he only had to go through travel. the uh, He spine. must have had to research oh, this. Oh, yeah. He, he must he have had to do some research. He just naturally knew where to cut. Well, anyone who thinks about it logically, yeah, you've only got to go. If you go across the hips, you go through the spine. If you go below the hips, you go go two femurs. So anyone who thinks logically is going to be like, <laughs> but it was his sister. So yeah, he he got convicted. He got convicted. But that basically. Why, 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 why did he cut all the limbs off? What was he? What was there? What's to get rid of the bodies. Yeah. So, so he's putting the torso, different parts in different... wasn't flexible enough to get in the suitcase. Yeah, so the torso went in the suitcase, the legs went separate, <laughs> so the arms went separate, and the head went separate. He knows. He's got it all. He's got it all. Was it scattered around? The... Yeah, it was in the general vicinity, but it was it was found at different times and different locations because he tried to conceal it. That's so what was the family's reaction when yeah. he got convicted? That must be insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 it's pretty bad. And this is just one story. Just you one. have many. Whew. This is going to be a very long podcast. You know? Could well be a long one. Okay, <laughs> that was awesome. Right, I'll introduce a couple of fruits into the podcast. The yeah, yeah, go for it. So, okay. Isaiah, California. How's it going? What's going on, guys? I'm Sierra from California as well. Northern Sacramento, hey. Sacramento, hey. So we met already in Pushkar. Plenty of times. Spent about a week together. Where it all began as well. Yeah. Episode one. All the magic. In Pushkar. Are so you guys yeah. on episode one? 
No, I don't think he does no, that. You, you might hear a laughter in, in the background. Yeah, you yeah. probably are somewhere oh, yeah. in the yeah, podcast. But formally, formally introduced now. So welcome. But yeah, you missed a pretty grim story just there. Yeah, I can't cut oh, the end. It sounded pretty intense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to get pretty in-depth, I think, with the next one. Reaction, guys. Thoughts, ideas. I feel like uh, you can make an entire season podcast from this guy. Without doubt. And he could put his job in <laughs> yeah, yeah, stories exactly. for the rest of his life. I think it'll be a bit of money here, maybe. But nice. we'll see. Um, but yeah, this guy's intense. Uh, I think Colin feels really guilty about smoking weed now. Yeah. <laughs> no, not too guilty. Yeah, not too guilty. Agreed, agreed. It's kind of his mental state. It was definitely his mental state. Maybe he smokes a joint, but nobody goes, I'm going to go chop a sister. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I can't yeah, he must have been a little bit more. Maybe it's not quite as. Um, yeah. No, that's I don't know. I, I don't. I don't um, deny the fact that it was only weed that was on. But this guy had to be fucking tapped be beforehand. Yeah, 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 he had to be fucking mental beforehand. I only know stoners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing. So I think it's a, it's a balance between the it's two. A little bit of balance. I think I if agree. you were thinking logically, if you stabbed him and it was a Russian, oh, he, he probably would have got what. 18 months, two years? Yeah, yeah. But Maybe. To that no, that's murder. Wait, it's kill. still murder. Yeah. Probably more than oh, two years. Talking, you don't know what the, it's like you in the UK. Get life. Maybe, if you, you, you did it, you could claim, yeah. oh, no. maybe manslaughter, maybe, oh, it's, yeah, it's she fell on the knife. Blood, like it was, oh, it's just, it was just a, it wasn't premeditated. Yes. I'm going to really behave. You could be out in a couple of years. I don't know. In the, US, no, in the US, you get 20 years for just pulling a gun on somebody. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know what it is. Maybe. Sorry, can I, what, what's your name again? Ali. Ali. So if if this guy, if this brother had, had just gone phone the police straight away and said, I've made a huge mistake. We had a row. I had a knife and... She come clean straight away. And, and, and I just stabbed her and I'm really devastated. He, what, a couple of years? No. How many would he have? So if you if you are convicted for murder, so if he's admitted to but murder... But would it definitely murder if it was... Yeah, he stabbed her. He said, I stabbed her. Even if it's an accident, if, 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 if it was but, mitigating circumstances... Such as... Know, a big row if he was going if self-defence... that's something else. Yeah. Maybe, but it's up to... So if the jury convict you of murder... So... Even though he's put his hands up... Good behaviour. <coughs> no. So if you get convicted of the murder, your actual sentence is life. If you and then you get a tariff, so the judge will then say, okay, so you were convicted to murder, you you get life. And then there's a starting tariff of I don't know what the current what tariff is, is tariff but your tar- is like tariff is like your actual something? sentence, and it's yeah, not. It's, it's where you can and it is. Yeah, so as as an example, say okay, you, but you will serve 15 years. Plus, because it was an aggravated offence, you stabbed her, you'll get fired. Plus, you showed no remorse, you get XXX. So if they convict you to lo- um, of murder, you'll get life, and then your sentence could be 35 years. You will serve 35 years. If you get convicted of a lower offence, say for example you get done for a robbery or a shoplifting and you're convicted and you're sentenced to five years, you're served two and a half. 
So we'll see. Bedford murder. Oh, we call it halftime. Absolutely. And this takes us 25 to life. If he'd have killed her and, and come clean, good behavior, you can get good out. Behavior, remorse, everything. Or earlier than that because we're so overpopulated. I actually don't know because I don't do the sentencing. So the judge is the one that will give you the absolute minimum. But if they so the if they sentence you to life and you will serve thirty five, you will serve thirty five years. There is no half time for murder. There's no half time. So and the manslaughter is the same. So if you if you go downstairs now and you get in a bit of a, a ruckus with someone and they knock your beer over, like in the UK, and you punch that person, you're not meaning to kill them, but they fall over backwards and smash their head and die, you'll get convicted of manslaughter. Manslaughter carries life. But you'll get a sentence of, so you'll get life. And then you're on licence. I think the justice system yeah. should be a whole other podcast. Yeah. yeah, they're very true. We can yeah. get very in-depth here. I think yeah. we keep it, keep it live. We'll go with another story. You're into this, man, they can tell. But was there not... Um, <laughs> A guy that killed his teacher. A the kid. Fifteen year old. Sorry to interrupt you, love. Is that a bad thing? All the way down. All the way down. By the door. Yeah. By the entrance. Thank you. There was a student that killed his teacher. Yes. And stabbed her. And it was all over yeah. Facebook. He was going to kill her. And he was going to kill his science teacher. So it was all. And all of these yeah. Things. So yeah. and how long? But he he's out. But he gets. He, yeah. He's different. He's juvenile. Which is. We we. Doing what I do, we have no say over the sentencing laws. We have no say over custodial. We, all we do is do I'm the best job we can. You. I know, but we do the best job we can to get them convicted, and then once they're convicted, the sentencing is completely out of their hands, and that's all. Do you ever take the, the witness stand, or do you just do the all press? The time. You just work with the prosecution. So you are yeah, on the witness stand. All the time. Stand. So we do. You're expert witness. Yes. Yeah. But we do everything from the 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 start of the crime scene. So when the body's being found in whatever state it might be in, we do everything from there all the way through to conviction. So some jobs can be done within a year, some jobs two years, three years, and you're part of that investigation. It's constantly... How many jobs do we have at one time? On, On average, you could have anywhere between, in a year, six, to double figures, really, and yeah. it, it it constantly rotates. So, I mean, it's all changing at the moment. In London, there's there there used to be 24 murder teams in London, and I think it's down now to below 20 murder teams. Um, and budget, so budget cuts and finance, everything being chopped up. Was my next question? Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask? Please feel free not to answer this, but and tell me my my own business. But do you vote Tory or Labour? I don't vote. I and in fact I said this earlier. I I have never remotely been interested in politics because my day-to-day life, as me as an individual, don't get affected. Unless you vote for your wages against. I have a mate who's a police officer, and he is so like pro-labour, so anti-Tory. Oh, it's the Tories. They keep cutting all our fun. I personally question his intelligence that why it's the Tories having to cut. Oh, this is my personally. Yeah. So, it's are you assuming why are you assuming? We're getting into politics. I'm just interested in yeah, yeah, yeah. whether you. Don't bother me. Yeah. Because I work. He's I, just so. Yeah. 
I feel like this podcast might be bad because it, like a criminal could listen to this and learn things. Yeah. And so like yeah, but this information about, about what? Yeah, no, about <laughs> your about your job, and they could get either smarter or more afraid uh, to do they, what they do. A smart criminal should know the shit anyway, surely. Oh, yeah. 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 About yeah. the way you guys work anyway. And stuff. Uh, it's so much we do that I have got. Yeah, of course. No I don't think we're scratching the surface here. I, really, I know, really never say any of that. Yeah. But, so, right, another story. Which one, where, where, any ideas from the audience, audience participation? What kind of case are we looking for? Rape? Don't know, murder? I just watched broad shit. Sounds like just murder. Sexual assault. I would season three. Are we going to do that? Just murder. What kind of murder? I know. I want to do serial killers. Do you have serial killers anymore? So, I'll give you... I'll give you something, it's not necessarily murder, but I'll give you the very first time I um, dealt with a dead body, because I guarantee you, not many people in this room have either seen one or had dealings with it. Just in very nasty. Yeah. So, and it's, and it's, so, I was 19, I'd just joined, I'd just come out of training school, and I'd gone off to my local borough where I was going to be like, we called it puppy walking. And it is literally, you get an old sweat who's got shit ton of service, who gets the brand new probationer who's got no service, wet behind the ears, everything shiny, you've got everything on your belt kit, and you think you're cool. And then you've got the old boy who's got nothing on his belt kit, he's dirty, and he, he just, he knows how it is. Yeah. So it's called puppy walking. So you're all eager, yeah, like pulling at the lead, yeah, 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 and yeah, the old boy's yeah. like, just... Chill out, chill out, chill out, chill out, chill out. Calm down like this. <laughs> yeah. So we go there, there's a call, and the, the call is, um, I haven't seen my neighbour for a couple of weeks, he's an old boy. Worried about him. Gotcha. To me, it's like, oh, maybe he's gone for a walk, or he's like, you know, you're like, oh, well, he could be anywhere. And the old boy, he knows. Okay. This is not going to be good. So you go there, and it's a council estate in the middle of London, multi-rise, uh, you've got the, the doors which are open to the air and you've got a small balcony, you know, these like council estate, yeah, yeah, council estate things. Sure. So you turn up, two o'clock in the morning, it's like almost winter, so it's quite cold at night. You come up to like the seventh floor, come out of the lift, and as soon as you come out of the lift, ordinarily it should be cold. But you walk into like, it's like you're getting off a plane in a hot country. This is a bit strange. But this floor is warm, but we're outside, it's two o'clock in the morning, it should be cold. And then you walk down the balcony and it's warm. And this is not good. And there's this pungent, dirty smell which you never forget once you smell it. And you walk down, whatever it is, door number two, whatever it was. And the guy's like, right, okay, what, what do you think you're going to do? And I was like, oh, I don't know, look through the window, really. Well, that's a good start. So I look, look through the window, couldn't see anything, it was black, like that. The curtains are closed. Okay. So he, he knows everything that's coming. Okay. And he said, what do you do now? He went, oh, I don't know, look through the letterbox. He went, oh, okay, look through the letterbox. So the letterbox is low level, get down on my hands and knees, push the letterbox open to have a sniff. 50 or 60 flies fly out. Oh. Up my nose, in my mouth, in my ears, around everywhere. And I'm like, oh. So I still, because I grew up, I came from a really nice area, I was quite sheltered and all of these things. I'm not sheltered anymore. Don't hear you all. Back then I was like, oh, okay, what? I was like, oh, he's got flies in his house. And he's like, <laughs> I think the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know what. It's a bit 
gross. And he went, what do you think now? And he went, I said, right. Well, I couldn't see anything. And he said, right. So, they haven't seen him for a while. He's elderly. It's really strangely warm up here. And then flies have come out of the letterbox. What do you think? I was like, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He went, right, okay. What, what are we going to do? I said, should we just knock on the door? And he went, it's beyond knocking on the door. Let's I'm kick the sure. door in. <laughs> oh, right, oh, okay. So, on this balcony, we boot the door, take several kicks, bang, door bangs open. And look in you, one or two minutes where a swarm of flies, like something you see in like the, like the film The Mummy, flying out the door. Like, and two it's, minutes? Yeah, one or two minutes, and just like, swarm, like you can hear it. Oh. And it's because you're stood there and it's, you just bang the door. Everything, like flies are going in your hair, they're caught in your hair, they're going down your shirt, fucking, they're just fucking everywhere. And it's like, oh, this is gross. Well, fucking arse so, shirt, was it? <laughs> <laughs> it was. And then, um, so once they've sort of dissipated, um, I'm still not thinking, this is bad. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> okay, yeah, thinking, yeah, I might have drinked by that. Wow. I, mean. like, I still don't really, I'm like, no, I'm like, still like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, let's go and find him. Yeah, as yeah. if he's alive. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so then, like, <laughs> shine, yeah, shine a torch in, shine a torch in. And when you, like, you shine a torch and it's stationary, everything's sort of just moving. I'm like, what, what is that? And he went, what's well, made of? So you shine it and the whole floor is just moving. There's maggots <laughs> everywhere. So you walk in and you're just like, crunch, oh, crunch. Yeah. Crunch. And then at this point, I think actually, this is pretty fucked up. This is pretty bad. So we basically go in. He says, right, okay. So we'll clear. I'll clear everything on the left. You clear everything on the right. So I go into my first room. Torch everywhere. Under the bed. Pull the duvet back. Nothing. And he's doing his stuff. And I'm starting working my way around. I come to the kitchen. And I shine my, my torch in, and everything's sort of moving still. And then there's just like this mound, and it's got clothes on, and there's a watch that I can see, and there's this like shape of a body, except the body's like seven foot long and about four foot wide, where it's just decomposed and melted and just like sludged down. I'm like. <sighs> Oh, I called to him. I was like, Paul, I think I found him. So he comes in, shines it, he went, Yeah, yeah, you've got his leg in. Pretty much, that's him. I was 19. How old is the guy? I don't know, 50 odd. He'd been in his whole life. And he'd seen it all before. So I'm like, Now, like, I've never seen anything like this apart from in films. I'm like, but you had the stench and you had everything crunching under your feet and like the whole house was, was like, covered in that like the whole ground floor not even just around the body no, just the whole, the whole house. ground floor wow and when he'd like decomposed and melted down like the whole so he died like this and the whole front of his face had gone and you could see inside his skull and where he had like his hand like this his skin was moving and he had maggots now, inside like, his skin and, you know, like moving around like this. I don't think I'll ever yeah. look at a fly yeah, the same way. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's not. We just need to dim the lights in the bar. That one. <coughs> Stop. Which one? Which one? The other one. No. This one? The other one, yeah. The other one. 
This one. No, the one that's up. This one. The one that's up. This one. Jesus. This come one. on, man. This one. <laughs> yeah. Shit, you're a fucking. I've done every single one. That's it. Come on. I said this one. You said that. No, he's definitely not pointing out the one he wants. Wait, you clicked that one. What the hell? <laughs> oh, God. So, anyway, the body. Yeah, so he's there. So, I'm like, well, so he said, right, okay, so you have to go through a whole thing where we're like, we're called in, we get there. The people's coming and take the body away. He said, but we're going to be here for a few hours. So let's get the windows open, get the rest of the flies out. We get some fresh air coming through because it was it was heavy. So I've gone, oh, okay, yeah. So I've stepped over this body, stepped uh-huh. over it, and I've stepped up into a chair. It's in the kitchen, and the window opens up like this. So I've pushed the window open, and as I've stepped back off to get off the chair, the chair was a swivel chair, and I've limped back. It's spun. It's thrown me off backwards. <laughs> Slow motion backwards for that. Bang. Oh, right God. into the middle it's of this dead oh, thing. Oh, 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 I'm laying like this. Oh, like it gone up the back of my hair. Oh, my neck. I'd got splattered. My hand. Was in, and I. You're fucking like, making this up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like wish I, I wish I was. Paul. I wish I was. I wish I was. Paul. He came in like, what the fuck are you doing? Drive six. I don't know. I don't know. I missed it. me out. Like, pulled me out. And I had it literally now. So this decomposed body has now got Your a compression printed. body sprint in it. <laughs> and I'm like. So now you're a suspect. Like, oh, God. Like, fucking maggots down my back of my oh, shirt oh, and everything like this he was like, the dying down he, he, that he story. was like oh, he's still, yeah he's like so <laughs> probably like, still oh, telling it <laughs> so came outside he sort of shook me off a bit and I stood there I was a bit like okay now this isn't what I expected when I joined oh. anyway so we can't then leave you can't just then go and have a shower because you've got a role to play you've got a job to do you've got to take DNA off the back of your neck but worse than that worse than that so now we're going to go and knock on all the doors to see if anybody else have, is it suspicious. When was the last time everyone saw it? And did you so see I me did, fall on the? And did you see <laughs> so I did the floor below. So I was knocking on the doors. People were like, "This is early in the morning." So people were like, "Obviously, a police officer." Nothing. No, oh, I didn't know him. Didn't know him until I got to the house or the flat directly below. Went to the door. They like here. And they're like, I said, oh, uh, do you know anything about your neighbour upstairs? And they no, never met him. Um, you know someone lives there? But, no. Yeah. And I was like, oh, unfortunately, you know, he's died and we're just trying to get... This is what you still have all the body on your back. I've got it literally, like, brushed off of the back, <laughs> so I'm still, like, crawling with them. <laughs> and they said, oh, we don't know anything. Yeah. And I was about to walk away and they said, oh, but he's had a water leak. For about two weeks, oh, and I'm like, can, what you, "Water leak? Can you can you show me?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. So they've led me in. They've made me through where he had, was dead upstairs and decomposed and melt like just yeah. melted. Their ceiling was slightly bowed, and there was like this big, massive like tide mark on the ceiling, oh. and there was just little drip. Oh. Drip like that, so and they were collecting it in their saucepan, oh, no. like this oh, on the floor, no. dripping. They were going, "Oh, we've been collecting this, and then draining it and collecting it." And I was like, oh. 
didn't want to tell him it was like body fat and like waste and human excrement that had just been like dripping through or something. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to use the label. Oh. I was like, So, 
there's always, um, I think wherever you go in the world or wherever you go in the country, there's always going to be a drug problem. There's always going to be a prostitution problem. There's always going to be a gang culture problem. It doesn't matter where you're actually from, but they exist. So this one particular one, uh, a street in South East London, uh, there were two low-level um, drug dealers. Okay. And Low-level Drug dealers. Low-level drug dealers. So they're like the street-level version. So drug dealing, you've got very... They actually run it on like a, a military thing. You've got colonels, commanders, drug... You've got everything. They run it like a proper... How many say so low-level drug dealers? You're talking about guys that just stand on the street? <coughs> Virtually, yeah. So they are... They've, like, they've, they've made it into the gang. They're part of like the crew, whatever. However, their first job is they're the ones dishing out the drugs. However, they're the ones most likely to get caught and convicted and banged up. Yeah, so, like the wire. Have you seen The Wire? Uh, I have, yeah. What do you think on that? It's good? pretty far-fetched, but it's pretty good. Okay, good, good. Well, good. That's wire, my favourite ever show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I watched the first three series. Sorry, man. We'll come First year, I just couldn't go yet. Really? Yeah, Best TV show ever made, I think, The Wire. You don't know it. Oh, you're American. The Wire. Wait, what show is it? The Wire. Absolute garbage. No! You listen, you watch The Wire, I watch Piggy Blinders. Oh, fair enough. I watch Piggy Blinders. Yeah. Piggy Blinders. Piggy Blinders is this year. It is again. We're going to know which content here, aren't we? I can talk about Piggy Blinders. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, there's a at the moment on BBC in the UK, the fourth series. Anyway. What's this? Oh, oh Peaky yeah. Blinders. Yeah, Peaky Blinders. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's, it's now on season four. It's now on, just for everyone. Everyone to realise that. Does anybody need anything? I think we're grand. I think we're grand. Thank you. All right, we're back in. Back in. Um, yeah, so they're low level, so they're basically bottom of the pile. So they're the ones which are on the street, dishing it out, keeping it in their mouth, up their ass, wherever they're, wherever they're keeping it so that they don't get caught. Now, they need to elevate themselves in the game because they don't want to be the ones who are likely to get nicked first, so whatever. So, in their street, also lived, so this is a um, like a Jamaican game, in the street lived a, a white lad with a bull mastiff. He was actually originally from Thamesmead. And they used to see him walking down the street. They didn't know who he was, they didn't know what his background was, they didn't know who his family was or his friends were, but they just saw him as an easy target. Between them, they were like, right, and this is where the sense doesn't come in. They were like, right, we need to kidnap him and we need to torture him and we need to kill his dog <coughs> to prove that we mean what we mean. And then we're going to get him to be our street dealer. And then we've elevated ourselves. So we'll get the drugs. We then give them to him. He then sells them. And he's got more risk of actually... Right, but they didn't know who he was. So one day, he's walking his dog. My nose business. Wasn't Wayne Rooney. Uh, <laughs> no prostitutes involved. All old, all old women. Um, and uh, so he gets kidnapped and he gets taken. He gets literally dragged into this house there. They kill his dog. They fuck him up. They smash him up. And they're basically like torturing him and saying, you're going to do our drugs. And he, he said everything that he could to get out of there alive because he thought, if I don't do... They've already killed my dog. Yeah. They're going to kill me. So, but they didn't know who he was. 
he's escaped. Now, he come from quite a notorious, violent family. Oh, shit. In the southeast. So he goes straight back to his brothers, gets back to his brothers. Now, this area which they lived in, this is how we piece the story together. So I'm just giving you everything we know, but, but chronologically. I can give you chronologically. No. So where they are, they've got council CCTV in this area because it's notorious. And you've got somebody sitting in a control room somewhere watching the CCTV like this. They're getting like minimal wage, just like <coughs> But then they see this guy turn up covered in blood. Oh! Action! So they've like zoomed in. And they've zoomed in. And they see him turn up, go to an address. And these other guys come out, other white guys, and they, they, you can see them, gest- you can't hear anything, but you can see them gesticulating and like all these movements and like stabbing motions and punching motions and bashing up and then you can see him like showing injuries and stuff like this and you can see these other guys who've come out of the house getting more and more irate and they're like on the phone and they're up and down and like pacing and you can see them like getting angry and the next thing you see is these other vehicles turn up and the person in the control room is like oh my god He's obviously eating popcorn as well. I like this is amazing. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Michael yeah. Jackson on Thriller. <laughs> so they're there, and now they're seeing these. They zoom in on the vehicles, and they zoom in on these people. Quality CC. So they've got like proper facial. They've got this guy. And then this is all within like minutes. This is in like within like a five six minute period of time. And then you see these people come out, and they've got like knives, and they're like hiding knives. Anyway. So they're like, oh fuck, something's going off. Now they haven't pieced any. Because they don't yeah, know anything about this. So then you sort of step up, and then the vehicles disappear. Then calls start coming in. There's a woman saying, there's people trying to smash my door down in said street in South London. There's people trying to smash my door down, white guys, terrified. So they're like, okay, we'll we'll call, we'll send the police. So the police were dispatched to this address. In that street, because it's quite a, a posh street in a quite a deprived area, they had installed their own cameras. Brilliant. So we get those cameras eventually. And what you see is down the street, you see these vehicles turn up in convoy, and you see them all get out. Uh-huh. There's six of them. Uh, six, five, six or five, and they get out. And they run off of screen. Okay. And that's what you see. Right. Two minutes later, two or three minutes later, you see them come back to the vehicles and drive off. Okay. And that's it. And then you see the police turn up and the lights are all going and they, and they go off. And then you piece that together with the cameras from this estate down in Thamesmead. So in that period of time, what had happened is they turned up. So the guys had phoned their mates and said, Little Johnny's been fucked up by some dudes. They wanted to sell drugs. We need to go and sort this out. So the crew turned up. They all got tooled up with knives. They've driven around to the street where he lives. And he gets out and he's gone, yeah, it was them in there. So they were like, right, fuck it. Big fucking hench blokes run over. And they're trying to smash this door down, like old Victorian side doors, trying to smash it down. And he's like, oh no, no, it's next door. No. So the woman who'd phoned was the first house. She was like, <laughs> and they were like trying to break into her house, and they were like, ah. so they've run down the driveway and then back down next door, and they smashed this door off, and they've gone in, 
and there was a black guy in there who was minding his own business in his pants, watching TV, and they've pinned him out and they've stabbed him. Stabbed him like oh 60, 70 times between God. them, like that. Like frenzied, like stabbing. And then got back out in the cars, run away, driven off. And then the police turn up moments later to find the door smashed off, go in, blood everywhere, blood on the ceilings, blood up the walls, blood absolutely everywhere. And a dead man. Fuck. So we get called. We turn up. And we piece all of this together. We get the CCTV. We get indexes, registrations. We get, like, one of the vehicles was a van and it had markings down the side of it. And we're like, oh, we know that company. So we go to the company. That company, that vehicle was GPS tracked. So we said, tell us everywhere this vehicle's been. So they went, oh, this vehicle was picked up by this employee and he drove here and the vehicle is currently here and we're like oh what right now and they went yeah right now that vehicle is there so phone call everything everyone a mass down (coughs) down there and there we are got them all wow got them all still with blood and knives and this and the other now the person who they thought they had killed um, turned out to be the wrong person he was a complete innocent he had actually been sitting there at home minding his own business watching TV and they had smashed the wrong door off and killed the wrong person completely innocent and it had been another address and the people who they were trying to get had sat watching them break in and going oh that's not going to be good that's but so they gave evidence Against them, saying we saw them turn up, they said, but they had to admit to their to say, okay, we did this, 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 this. So they got terrorists and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Madness. It's just how thick are these criminals? The majority of them, they don't they think. Just... So that's how we solve a lot of crime. A lot of these crimes so are they, like, oh, cool. oh, yeah. As that rental van we got, got a tracker on it. <laughs> Every single rental vehicle now, yeah, we'll 2017, it's got a tracker on it. Yeah. Oof. And then they go and find a few them years back, what was this? Eight, 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 it's a while ago, but even still, then it would. It is. Most of them get caught because they're thick as shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and also, normally it's a crime of passion, or it's a crime which just happens, and they don't think about life, they don't think about the other people. Um, even the ones which are pre-planned where they know they're going to do it they still leave themselves open and still get caught it's very rare then we solve like or convict 98% of murder in the UK okay in London it's very good it's very good okay and how's that compared across the world Uh, do you know okay I think it's a lot higher but the US has uh, cold cases yeah a lot of cold cases yeah. Most, most cases go yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Don't commit the crime. Don't commit the crime. Do the time. Do the time. <coughs> Very true. I think that's a great ending to the podcast. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> to the yeah. That, yeah. Shall we end with
Do not commit the crime if you cannot do the time. Amen. Amen to that. Can we all agree that? I think we yeah, can yeah. all agree that. Well, thank you, guys. You've had your life enough. Um, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Don't really want to do the time in the past. Thank you, man. Fucking awesome. We'll do this again, no doubt. Excellent. Well, sweet dreams. Banquet Bear Productions. Cheap and chill.